I'm so excited to tell you JCPenney and country music singer-songwriter Walker Hayes are partnering together on a new limited-time men's collection for the everyday guy. What I love about Walker Hayes is his laid-back nature. He's a family man and being a country megastar while also having seven kids. You know he likes to keep his style cool and casual. This new collection is perfect for the guy living the t-shirt life or someone wanting some fresh options that feel just as good. It's easy to wear, affordable styles that celebrate the ultimate family man, along with the quality, durability, and sensibility dads appreciate. Available online Saturday, May 4th at jcp.com and in-store Thursday, May 16th. Just in time for Father's Day. Limited time only. JCPenney, make it count. This is your moment, your time to shine, your comeback. You're ready for the next step in your career, and you want an education employer's respect. So you're not just going back to school. You're coming back with Purdue Global. Backed by Purdue University, one of the nation's most respected public universities, Purdue Global is built for people who bring their life experience into the online classroom. Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. Whether you're a savvy spender maximizing your savings with cashback rewards, a thrifty rate watcher seeking the lowest interest, or a travel enthusiast looking for extraordinary perks, Kemba Financial Credit Union has a visa to complement your lifestyle and unique needs. Apply today at Kemba.org to unlock a limited-time 2% cashback on purchases. And pay 0% interest on balance transfers for an entire year with a new visa from Kemba. You deserve a card that works for you. Restrictions apply. Offer ends June 30th, 2024. I am Yama. I've been very open about the fact that I was not always good at making my relationships work. I have been divorced three times, twice from the same person. In other words, I have seen a lot and failed a lot in my relationships. So I am here to share with you what I learned along the way because I did take copious notes. Welcome to The R-Spot, a production of Shondaland Audio in partnership with iHeartRadio. Blessing and greetings, beloved. This is the R Spot, and I am Iyamla Van Zandt, your host, your guide, a teacher for some, and a soft place to fall for others. As we explore, examine, investigate some of the most common and often mind boggling complexities of relationships, I have a guest today. My guest today is known to his one million listeners as Ace Metaphor. He is the host of tonight's conversation on YouTube, where he dives headfirst into some of the most challenging and common relationship issues and fallacies. He identifies himself as a bad boy turned good, and I want to know exactly what that means. Now, what attracted me to Ace were some of the topics of his shows. He did a show called Do Big Girls Pay More Bills? (laughs) He did another one called True or False. Men do not want an independent woman. And one of my favorites, the bitter baby daddy is the deadbeat daddy. So today I want to talk to Ace about everything you and I want to know and want to ask a man about relationships. Ace Metaphor, host of tonight's conversation. Ace, welcome to the R Spot. I am extremely honored to be here. I appreciate it so much. Thank you so much for the invite. It means a lot to me. You crack me up, first of all. You are what I call cold water in your face, which (laughs) I do sometimes when I'm working with people, when you got to say the same thing over and over. But one of the reasons I want to talk to you is, first of all, you're a youngin whole different generation. We have probably very different experiences of relationships. And I really want to examine and explore some of your concepts and the things that you say, because many of the things that you said, say in in your conversation, I need to hear as an elder. I want to start here though. You said in, in your bio, it says, I'm a former bad guy turned into a good guy. <laughs> Tell me what a bad guy is. You know what? You know what? Honestly, because I get asked that question a lot. I need to change my bio because I'm getting sick of that. Qu- no, <laughs> but no, it, really, when I talk about the things that I 
want people to take heed to is from personal experience of being this type of man, being somebody younger who wasn't very intentional through dating, someone that was crafty with words, that was able to omit things, but lead you to believe that I was actually interested in relationships. So although I've gotten to this place where I've matured as a man and learned self-restraint and boundaries, which is oddly important to learn as an adult, before though, I didn't necessarily have that. I turned myself bad in terms of relationships. And even deeper than that, situationships, there were so many women when I was going through that phase that I led on. I was that good guy on paper. So obviously I had attention, but I didn't have intention on doing anything other than, to be honest, wasting time. Now, I think in self-reflection, if I was forthcoming about my intentions and I was an open book and I let people know exactly what I wanted to do and what I expected, it'd be different. But being 23, 24, 25, I did none of that. But when I say bad guy, I mean in terms of that. So you were careless with people's hearts. For sure. You were out of integrity with the people you were in relationships with. You were dishonest. And I'm saying these things not to re-traumatize you, but no, good. <laughs> to let you know some of the things that we need to look for. So as I go through your videos, a couple of things that you said that I was like, oh my God, we need to just put that in a cracker and sell it. <laughs> Let's talk about standards. Yes. Because that's one of the things you talk about. And that's one of the things women have. And he don't live up to my standards or lower standards because that's what's available to us. So talk to us from a man's point of view about standards. You know what? This is a it's a tricky conversation. Yes. Because <laughs> people have different definitions of what standards actually mean. So like you have a pocket of people that think standards are life lofty financial goals what somebody looks like. And that can be a, I, I call that preferences, but to some people, that's a finite standard. Okay. For me, when you think about relationships, one of the first standards I think we should negotiate on is how someone treats us. Because you can be in some with somebody who has all these things on paper, but they treat you horribly. And so then you're still settling. So when it comes to standards, it's how someone treats you, how they show up for you. What person do they bring out of you? Do they bring the best out of you or the worst out of you? Is this person understanding? And so those are the things that I think we should negotiate on. But oftentimes we will because some of our preferences are a little bit more shiny. It's easier to be attracted to the shiny things so we get distracted. So that that's how I would define it. Mm -hmm. I totally agree. I think standards is one thing, preferences is another. But there are so many women who don't want to be alone. So they will overlook their standards. And when you did that YouTube video, I put a comment in the thread that said so many women have been treated so poorly for so long, they don't even know what good treatment talks about. How do you as a man or how do men learn what it means or what it is to treat someone Good. So I can only speak for myself and I'm going to give you the cold, honest answer. Most times men learn through fumbling the right woman. It's unfortunate because you should learn by, you know, educating yourself, picking up a book, maybe going to a seminar, maybe talking to a professional. Not watching dad. My, so here's the thing, though. But dads wasn't around. So for a lot of us, we didn't grow up in households seeing productive relationships. We didn't even grow up in household with that quote unquote masculine structure and discipline. And oftentimes a lot of us were enabled by our mothers. So here we are, we have this. Wait a minute, kind wait of, a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. Hold up. Talk to me about mothers enabling their sons. For sure. It's so many times that I feel like, and I can speak from my personal experience that my mother made excuses for me. My mother was an avid defender of me, even when I was wrong. My mother did cook and clean and make sure I had without. And I was the quote unquote man of the house as a young boy. And so these this complex that I developed now going into dating, I expected people to treat me like my mother did. Right. To have this unwavering belief that whatever I said was true, no matter against the evidence. Right. This <laughs> I hate this word, but I'm going to say it just for 
the mama's boying of young men. Because I think about it, like if you really, this single mother, and, and best believe, I believe they do the best that they can. And we're not going to excuse absent fathers. But in the absence of a father, behaviors happen between mothers and sons that wouldn't happen if a father was there. If a father was there, you wouldn't call that son the mother, uh, the man of the house. If a father was there, it's certain certain affections, which I'm not going to say is inappropriate, but certain affections that probably wouldn't happen as much and maybe less excuses. So this happens. And then when we get adults, because we didn't have that role model to look for, and then we had this understanding that people are supposed to love us like our mother. Now we put our girlfriends and the people that we are interested in through the same gauntlet that we put our mothers and we expect them to love us unconditionally the same way our mothers did, despite how we treat them. You know what I mean? Because no, ain't nobody going to love you like your mother. No matter how wrong you are, she's still going to love you. Absolutely. Yeah. And we expect sometimes that our, our the women in our lives do the same thing. And that's an unreasonable expectation to have. So let me clean this up because I know all the single mothers out there right now are clutching their pearls, screaming on the floor. (laughs) So let me say it. Let me clean it up and then we'll go on to the next thing. He is not making you wrong. He is not making you bad, mothers. Hear what is being said. As a male raised by a single mom, he is saying that he was enabled in behaviors as a young man that don't work in relationship, that what he has to say is always right. He was made the man before he was ready or had the skills or tools to do that. This is not saying that you're wrong, mothers. It's just saying that even at our best, there are things that our sons need that they don't get that then show up as bad behaviors in relationship. Now, that's what he said. This is what I'm saying. Very often, when the father isn't in the home, the mother makes the son her emotional husband. She looks to him to make her feel good, to make her proud. Let me speak for myself. I had a son. I was a 16-year-old mom, and I was going to prove to everybody that I wasn't just another teenage mom. So he had to look a certain way, walk a certain way, talk a certain way, be a certain way. I beat him up about some things and let him get away with other things because he was my emotional husband. So what I want us to hear as women is sometimes our best efforts and our deep love still shows up for our sons as dysfunctional behavior. So does that land for you? I believe it does. Okay. Let me ask you this. Who is the woman you did the fumble with? What happened in there and how did you lose her? Did you walk away? Did she walk away as you're fumbling around trying to figure out what to do? You know what? (laughs) Did it multiple times. So we had to just narrow down which one we talked. I would say collectively, though. I would say the biggest fumble that I had, it wasn't because I actually needed to be with this woman. We were 20, 21, 22. We didn't need to be with nobody, in my opinion, at that age. You know what I'm saying? You're still immature. And I grew up very religious and I was now finding my own autonomy outside of that. So it was a little difficult for me to adjust who I was as an individual. But I would ultimately say the biggest fumble is because now I live with regret. I can't go back and fix. You know what I'm saying? You know how you got survivor's remorse? I feel like I'm doing really good now. So I'm happy that I made my mistakes, but I know that that doesn't make people feel good in which I made mistakes against. I wish I could go back and still be the same person I am now without those mistakes, but I can't. Your lab rats. <laughs> yeah. They did what I, you know, my work, which is forgiveness work, because I was a lab rat. Okay. So we got single moms. We still make mistakes. And it's important in a relationship, mother, son, husband, wife, wife, whatever it is, that we understand, even if we have the best of intentions, we're still accountable to the outcome. And that's what I hear you saying that you can't go back and clean it up with your lab rat. <laughs> and, and let me tell you something. It, and it's not just a specific person. It's a period in time where I made multiple mistakes. And as much as I can go back and rationale, hey, I was young or 
I was depressed or I was doing this or that. In the moment, when you grieve about that, even after you've gotten over it, it still feels bad because it's not like sometimes you can go back and get that closure that everybody be searching for. Right. You can go back to that person you did wrong and they're going to listen to you and you're going to be like, hey, man, I'm sorry. Sometimes you don't get that. Sometimes you get it ended and we never talked again. And you have to find your own closure from that. And that's a struggle sometimes when you admit to yourself, I'm not the same person I used to be, but maybe they still think I am. And you care so much about trying to go back and change their perception of you because here they are stuck in 2010 and now you're living in 2023 and now they watching your videos online and they like, man, he ain't about that life. And so it's a struggle. So if I could go back and give myself advice, which you can't, but I wish you could. My advice would simply be treat people the way you want to be treated. And let me tell you this. We hear that all the time, but it would be like for real, though. Because here's the thing. I heard that from so many adults in my life, but I ain't listened to them. But I guarantee if I could listen to my older self say that, I probably would, but I can't. But I wanted to answer a question you said, you you asked though earlier, if I may. You asked, how do men learn or where's that transition into becoming a better person? And I said, oftentimes it's because you fumble the woman in which was right for you. You know what I mean? Too often, let me tell you something, too often in my life, I was so used of women just forgiving me and giving me second and third and fourth and fifth chances that it was an actual shock when somebody left and stayed away. And that, (laughs) hold on, you, hold on, you really leaving? Like it was a shock because at that point, there was never real consequences for my behavior. And so, the pain, I, and and I'll say this, I'll, I'll, and I don't want to do the struggle Olympics, but I really believe that men put on a prasad like we don't be hurting after breakup, but we be hurt. I can just speak for myself. And that's a pain that I never want to happen again. Because of that, I was really intentional about my healing. And I was making sure that, hey, listen, if I do like somebody in the future, if I do want a relationship, I'm ready. I'm in a relationship now, but it took 10 years. From my first relationship to my next relationship, it was a 10-year gap. And that gap, I learned myself. I created a nest. I I created skills. But most importantly, I became a better person and a person that I'm proud of. But it's only because I learned my lesson from fumbling and breaking a heart. And unfortunately, there's so many guys that are learning their lesson how to treat a woman right from breaking another woman. And that I wish it was a way for that not to happen, but that's what's happening out here. This is loaded here. So I want to backpedal just a little bit. They forgive me the third, the fourth, the fifth time. Let's talk about that from a man's perspective, because as women, sometimes I think we want it so badly and we bank on something that you said don't bank on, which I say don't bank on, which is potential. When is enough? When do we have to say no? Is it the first time, the second time? See, I'm a first time person. Yeah. When is enough enough? You're right. You are a first time person. And it's a lot of women and men, but we're talking about women that believe that they're first time people, too. But then there's their right guy or wrong guy come along. And this man, to your point, maybe doesn't have the potential. Maybe it's not the potential you like. Maybe he's actually this ambitious person. Maybe he actually is a person that has a good reputation with everybody else. Maybe he is on his square. He's a protector and a provider. And maybe he's so different than all the other men that you have met on paper that you're willing to be more than the one-time girl because you've been taught, hey, listen, he's quote-unquote high value. He may make a mistake here and there. Girl, you lucky to be with him. He paying the bills. He doing this. You know how hard it is with these men. So then you convince yourself that, hey, if I leave this guy when I, it took me 34 years to meet a guy like this. When the next time I'm going to meet a man like that? And here's the thing. Men that got something going for them, they know that too. They know that too. And the behaviors in which happened in relationships prior to them leads them to believe that, no, if I cheat on you, you won't go. Because I've cheated before and they didn't go the first time or the second time. And then here's the thing. The things that a lot of women are attracted to, charisma, right? That's the thing that uh, some women are attracted to. Some people are charismatic when they trying to get you to forgive them, too. They can use these words. Hey, baby, it ain't going to happen again. I got you. You can trust me. 
believe in me. Have I ever steered you wrong outside of this? Blah, blah, blah. And that person talks you out of your decisions. I guess what I'm saying is I can understand why women give three, four chances, five chances. I can understand it. Though I feel like it's unwise, I can understand it. I hear you and I hear it all the time. I see it all the time. I believe instead of trying to manufacture the cure, work the prevention. Yeah. And one of the ways I tell women you can prevent that is know who he is before you introduce him to the hoo-ha. Yeah. And then the hoo-ha is all attracted and attached. My first, you know, preventative, is he good to his mother? I want to know if he's a man of his word. Does he show up on time? Does he do what he's going to say? Does he give me a bunch of excuses? And see, I want to know this before he meets the hoo-ha, before he sees her or sniffs her or any of that. Does he have a vision for himself? Because if I want him to be the leader, if I want to follow him, I, he, I, he can't be walking around blindly. And for me, this is me. I know a lot of you youngins don't have it. I want to know if he has a relationship with God, something bigger, grander than himself. Now, he got to know, I got to know all of that before I give him the hoo-ha. So if he's willing to hang out, whether you do the 90-day rule or the 120-day rule, before you do, I need to know that. That's if you're dating from a place of self-worth. Okay. And self-confidence. <laughs> because some people not. And let me tell you what the issue is. The issue is you may make a man wait 90 days, but she won't and she won't. And so your competition doesn't hold the same standard as you. So what happens is you may come in. This is what I've heard. I don't experience, you know, why? As a man, I just never felt like it was a lack of options of women. I just feel like it's an abundance. But the opposite way out is like you're dating from a scarcity mindset because you're like, OK, this is a man I know gets attention and I want to keep it. I want to keep it. So it influences women if you're not dating from a place of self-worth and self-confidence to maybe give up the hoo-ha a little bit sooner to keep his attention. And it's a lot of women doing that. We'll talk about that right after this break. Escape to summer with Victoria's Secret. Pack your bags with just-arrived swim, cover-ups, corset tops, and other sexy silhouettes. When the sun goes down, opt for bold and blingy styles, like the made-to-be-seen Very Sexy Push-Up Bra from the Very Sexy Collection, in on-trend hues like Black Shine, Green, and Citron. For a glam statement, pair them with your favorite jeans and bring the heat. Because life is better in a bikini. Rewind to the future with the VS Archive Swim Collection inspired by Victoria's Secret's classic looks from the 90s and early 2000s. For endless out-of-office options, mix and match with Victoria's Secret's wide range of bikini tops and bottoms that offer you every type of coverage, from full to cheeky to minimal. And now, in this season's must-have shades and patterns, add the finishing touch with the limited-edition Bombshell Escape fragrance, a free-spirited take on the iconic Victoria's Secret scent. Dive into a vibrant blend of juicy guava, lush palms, and summer glow peony. Shop now at your closest Victoria's Secret store or online at victoriasecret.com. Oh, it's such a clutch pickup, Dave. <laughs> I know, right? I was worried we'd bring back the same team. Oh, no, I meant those blackout motorized shades. MVP of the room. Blinds.com made it crazy affordable to replace our old blinds. Hard to install? No, it's easy. Even you could do it. Nice. I installed these and then got some for my mom, too. What, you fly across the country to do the install? Nope. Blinds.com can do it all. All she had to do was pick what she wanted. She talked to a design consultant for free and scheduled a professional measure and install. Look at you, Hall of Fame son. Oh, I just picked the winning team. They're the number one online retailer of custom window coverings in the world. Oh, Blinds.com is the GOAT. The GOAT. He shoots. He scores. Go to Blinds.com for up to 45% off and a 100% satisfaction guarantee. Go right now for up to 45% off at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. This is it. Your moment. This is your time to make your comeback with Purdue Global. When you come back with a Purdue Global degree, you create opportunity for yourself, your family, and your future. It's a degree you can be proud of, a degree that employers will trust and respect. 
Purdue Global offers working adults like you over 175 flexible degree programs to meet your specific career goals. These include associate, bachelor's, master's, and doctoral degrees and certificates. Purdue Global degree programs range from nursing to business to communication and more. Whatever your interest, we have the degree that will move you forward. You have the knowledge. You have the experience. Now it's time to get credit for the work you've done and earn the recognition you deserve with Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. You know you're worth it. We do too. So don't wait another second to get the degree that will take your career to the next level. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. Welcome back to the R Spot. Let's get back to the conversation. You are dropping gems. I want to summarize them for people who may be just coming in. Date from a place of self-confidence and self-worth. Yeah. Make sure that you're not being a lab rat. (laughs) (laughs) Trying to figure out what to do. You don't want to be a lab rat. Moms raising sons. This is from me. Don't make your son your emotional husband. And this is from Ace, if if I heard you correctly. You have to teach him how to be who he is without teaching him that who he is just as he is going to be acceptable to everybody. Because we see our son, his breath don't stink, his feet don't stink. I have to pick up behind him. I have to cook his food. Let me... So don't think that how you see him and hold him as a single mom is the same way other people are going to see him and hold him. This is something you said on one of your shows, Ace, and I want to talk to you about it. You said that when your light is intimidating to a man, then he's not the man for you. Because the the reality is so many women have advanced in their education, have advanced in their career. And they're trying to find a, a, a male partner. And let me say this too. This particular show, we're talking about men and women because Ace is a man and I'm a woman. I am not excluding same-sex relationships and any of this stuff that applies to you. We are crazy as hell, subject to lose our minds at any moment. So I love that when you said, if your light is intimidating to him, then he's not the one for you. Let's talk about that a little bit. Yes. If I could tell you how many times a woman has came to the microphone at our shows and talked about intimidation, but instead of it seeing it as a sign that this person, this particular person, we can judge his morality. We can say it's good, bad or indifferent that he feels intimidated, but this person feels intimidated by you instead of saying, "Okay, this is not my person. See, here's the thing. There is a person for you that will embrace all the things this person is saying is intimidating. But instead of doing that, what we do is force a fit. And what we do is say, let me dim my light so they feel more comfortable. Firstly, we don't realize that dating is just that. It's dating to see if something is right or wrong for us. And before we start dating, we have to be okay with either result because either result is a successful dating thing. So I'm dating you to see if you're right or wrong for me. If someone is intimidated by you in a relationship, regardless what the reason is right now, we can talk. We're going to talk about reasons in a second. But what happens is sometimes that can foster jealousy inside of a relationship. It can foster. I feel like you're trying to minimize me. So now what I have to do is puff up my chest a little bit more. And I guess what I'm saying is instead of recognizing that even though you like this man. He's not right for you and moving on. There are some people that's tempted to dim. And let me say this, and I want to add this caveat. Your light, though, and I know I'm about to make people mad, is not your degree. Break that down. And this is from my personal opinion. There's so many women, they come to the microphone and they say, I'm a good woman because I got a degree, I got a house, I have a car. It is the same starter pack of, and it's like, how does that make you a good woman? How many men think that they're good men simply because they have a high paying job, they got a car and they got a house and we know that they're horrible people. So if you defining yourself as being a good woman because of these accolades you have, you didn't say that you're caring, that you're a great listener, that you are a supportive partner, that you're you're willing to contribute. 
you don't say those things and define yourself that you got a good heart and you say that makes me a good woman. So a lot of times, and this is the part that I know people are going to disagree with, a lot of times men aren't necessarily intimidated. They're just turned off because you're describing yourself by your accolades. Now, I get it. It's important. It's part of the conversation. But I'm looking for a partner, not an individual player. You're telling me your individual statistics. I'm dating you to see if you can be a partner for me. What I encourage women and men to do, because as much as women lead with their accolades, men do it 10 times as worse. What I encourage people to do is find who you are outside of what you do for a living. Now, I know that's difficult. I know it's difficult because we spent 10 years in college. We spend 40 hours or 50 hours at our job. But I'm concerned about learning about you, how you laugh, what makes you laugh. When do you show up to this relationship? Where are you willing to invest into it? Are you caring? Are you loving? Do you want children? These are things that we should highlight. And so I guess what I'm saying is now, if you are doing that and that man is still intimidated, he's probably not the right person for you. Be honest. I hear them <laughs> on my the emails they send me, but I did that. I was caring to him. And he lost his job. I held it down and he still cheated and he still left me. What do you say to that? If oh. she is caring, she is supportive and she does show up in a partnership and in a very affirmative and loving way. And he still cheats and he well, still lies. Being all those things you described is still not an excuse to not enforce your boundaries. You can kindly enforce your boundaries. You can, with an honest heart, walk away from somebody that's toxic. And so my point is, some people define being a good woman as being overly tolerant of someone that is putting you through the ringer. That ain't being a good woman either. I'm all for hold people down if they lost their job. If you are compensating in other areas and you are still present inside this relationship and you have given me more reasons to believe staying here is wise than unwise. Howsomever. <laughs> you think that just because you come and I, boy, they going people gonna be mad. Normally, I have more time to explain these things, so I'm gonna just say it. You think you coming from this dominant position, and what I mean by that is there are certain women that will intentionally date down. This man now is indebted to you because here you are believing in him in ways other women are wise enough not to. I'm just saying. I'm just saying. <laughs> <laughs> other woman saying the red flags and they said nah but you like you know what though I can fix this man and you define it as you being good because you know what and I, I'm glad you brought religion into this we've taught we've been taught from this sense that God loves everybody I should love everybody and God doesn't give up on people I shouldn't give up on people and what I'm saying is sometimes we bring this God complex into relationships and it don't fit it's not that's not where we supposed to be doing this at. You know what I'm saying? If you want to love this person as a friend, cool. You want to help him out as a friend, cool. But this person still has to meet your standards. And here's the thing. The worst thing in the world is to get cheated on by the guy you settled for. That got to hit different. It got to hit different. It's one thing. All right. Getting cheated on is bad. But, but by the guy you bettered in, quote unquote, in the, that got to hurt different. It got to hurt different. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> and on that note, let's take a break. We'll be right back. Escape to summer with Victoria's Secret. Pack your bags with just-arrived swim, cover-ups, corset tops, and other sexy silhouettes. When the sun goes down, opt for bold and blingy styles, like the made-to-be-seen Very Sexy Push-Up Bra from the Very Sexy Collection, in on-trend hues like Black Shine, Green, and Citron. For a glam statement, pair them with your favorite jeans and bring the heat. Because life is better in a bikini. Rewind to the future with the VS Archive Swim Collection inspired by Victoria's Secret's classic looks from the 90s and early 2000s. For endless out-of-office options, mix and match with Victoria's Secret's wide range of bikini tops and bottoms that offer you every type of coverage, from full to cheeky to minimal. And now in this season's must-have shades and patterns, add the finishing touch with the limited edition Bombshell Escape fragrance, a free-spirited take on the iconic Victoria's Secret scent. Dive into a vibrant blend of juicy guava, lush palms, and summer glow peony. Shop now at your closest Victoria's Secret store or online at victoriasecret.com. This is it. Your moment. This is your time to make your comeback with Purdue Global. 
When you come back with a Purdue Global degree, you create opportunity for yourself, your family, and your future. It's a degree you can be proud of, a degree that employers will trust and respect. Purdue Global offers working adults like you over 175 flexible degree programs to meet your specific career goals. These include associate, bachelor's, master's, and doctoral degrees and certificates. Purdue Global degree programs range from nursing to business to communication and more. Whatever your interest, we have the degree that will move you forward. You have the knowledge. You have the experience. Now it's time to get credit for the work you've done and earn the recognition you deserve with Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. You know you're worth it. We do too. So don't wait another second to get the degree that will take your career to the next level. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. If a new house is on your wish list in the next five years, grow your savings faster and experience your dreams with an Ohio Homebuyer Plus account from Kemba Financial Credit Union, a savings account specifically designed to save for a new home where you can earn 7% APY, a $500 matching bonus, and a $1,500 mortgage closing cost credit. Learn more at Kemba.org. Offer expires March 31st, 2025. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. NMLS 292230. Equal housing lender. Federally insured by NCUA. Welcome back to the R-Spa. Let's get back to the conversation. This is, is so important because I think this is a place where it really breaks down for a lot of women because in their minds, they have been good women. They have relaxed their boundaries. They have lowered their standards, thinking that the big mistake women think is that I can fix him. And the thing that I know, this goes for old dogs, new dogs, young dogs, puppies, St. Bernard's, <laughs> when you think you can fix it. So we have to take off our tool belt and stop being repair people. But also, so many women are so afraid to be alone that they will, they do dumb down. I, I had, let me just share this experience. Um, I had just a beginning interaction with a doctor, okay? <laughs> An emergency room doctor. We talked and talked, and he's emergency room, so that's absolutely insane. And then I'm all over the place with my work. And so there was one weekend that he finally had off, and I had to teach. And so he wanted me to give up my teaching to meet for the first time. And I said, it's my ministry. I can't do that. And he said, as we get uh, deeper into this relationship, that's going to have to change. Okay. So now I'm a red flag SWAT team. <laughs> <laughs> so I said, really? What does that mean? You know how I work and you know what I do and, da, 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 and I get a weekend off and you're not going to make adjustments so that we can be together. And I said, mm, nope. <laughs> <laughs> At my age, you know, if you get somebody whose teeth fit, (laughs) you try to hang on. And so I said, "Mm, nope, that's it. For women, my point is this. There have to be some things you will not compromise. But so often, I think as women, we compromise so many sacred places in our life and so many things to be in the relationship that it that. So I, I just said, that's not going to work for me. And so when he called, he did say, well, have I done something wrong? I said, no, not wrong. It just doesn't work for me. It doesn't work for me. In my life, you have to know that what's important to me is important to me. And we both adjust and we both compromise. But I don't know you like that. <laughs> for you to you be know, telling me. What's interesting, because in, and I, I, I caught it earlier, but even now, that purpose part is so important. Your cup is filled with purpose, right? And when your cup is filled with purpose, you don't have to fill it with people that don't fit. You know what I'm saying? But oftentimes there are so many people devoid of that purpose and direction. So now becoming a wife or a girlfriend is a sole motivating factor. And so now when you're drinking because you're thirsty, because you're not filled with purpose in other where in other areas. And, and it, it, and the one thing you said, I want to just go back a little bit when you had talked about being a good woman to him. And I want to emphasize that there are so many women that are good women to undeserving men. 
but are you a good woman to yourself? You call yourself a good woman in relations to how you treat him. But are you a good woman in relation to how you treat you? It matters because you have to just in my psyche, right? Just, and, I, and I'm a just briefly break it down. There are certain men that don't care how you feel inside just as long as he's satisfied from this relationship. This is why you can have two people in the same relationship view it completely different. You're you're miserable. I'm happy. I'm happy because you do serve me. You do benefit me. You do give me leeway. You allow me to be who I am without consequence. I am happy. You are the perfect woman for me. And you are doing the things that make me happy. But in the process, it's like a seesaw. And that's why I say these relationships be unbalanced. The worse you feel about yourself, the better he views this relationship. The more you start doing for yourself and you start caring for yourself, you start loving yourself, you start saying no, you start enforcing boundaries, the more he feels like you're not treating him well. And these are relationships you can't be in. So I get it. You define yourself as a good woman because you are doing good things for him. But at the expense of being a good woman for you. So you have to get with somebody where being a good woman for you is in turn being a good woman for him because you guys are on the same path, the same purpose. You got a, a similar morality and understanding. And most importantly, y'all reciprocate. So now it doesn't feel like a seesaw. It feels like an elevator. As you elevate, so do he. And as he elevates, so do you. And I know this sounds idealistic, but it's true. It just, it's just true. So very often, again, as women, particularly women of color, red, black, and, and brown women, are taught that our job is to make everything and everyone more important than us. So we will, we value in our worth by giving so much of ourselves away. But you keep mentioning consequences for behavior. And that's something that I think we as women don't put enough um, energy into. So talk to me about when a woman, when there are consequences for bad behavior or disruptive behavior in a relationship? How does that impact you as a man? It makes me think twice about doing it. If the consequence of me doing this action is you're going to be mad for a couple of days, you're going, I'm breaking up with you, blah, blah, blah. And then I just say, sorry, I go to a couple therapy sessions and then we back where we are. All I had to do was pretend to be different for three or four weeks. And here that done bought me another two years in your life. All right, then. Cool. But if the, but that's what, but that's the thing. That is what's happening. I know it sounds funny when you say it, but it's what's happening. It's that cycle, right? It's the cycle. And so what happens is when someone truly believes that you can leave, you have the power to, they behave differently. When people figure out you don't have the power to leave, they're enabled to do what they want to do because where are you going to go? Where are you going to go? And so I just encourage people, and this is my thing, I encourage people to tell people the fine print. And again, I know this is controversial. I say it all the time, people disagree with me. Look, my love for you, I'm sorry, I'm going to just say it. Very conditional. Now, the, the conditions I'm going to lay out for you. Treat me well. Don't do this. Don't do that. Very simple things, basic things that remedial adults should understand in relationships. If that doesn't happen, my act of loving you will be revoked, period. But what happens is, what we do, though, we tell people, I ain't going to never leave. I promise I'm going to always be here. We say all these things, and I get it, because it sounds romantic. It really do. But we need to start reading people to fine print. Fine print is just as long as you, you are present, as long as you're not repeatedly disrespectful to me. As long as if cheating is a boundary for you, as long as you're not violating that boundary and blah, blah, blah. This is things you have to tell people. And then there has to be consequences. This is the thing. You have to love you and your healing and your journey. The same amount, if not more than you love that man. And here's the interesting part. Sometimes we love that person more than we love those things. And that person treats us horribly. And so my point is consequences has to be there because what are standards and boundaries without consequences? They're just suggestions. It, it literally, you're just suggesting things at that point. Yeah. What you're talking about is consequences. I call deal breakers. 
what are your deal breakers? I say each partner, you get three deal breakers and then you get some boundaries to work within. And for me, a boundary is that standard that keeps me safe. And But this is how a boundary works. And this is what I tell women all the time. The number one thing is you have to announce the boundary. Tell the person what the boundary is. Chances are they're going to violate it. Number The second time they violate it, you announce the boundary and you announce the consequence. And so they know if you do this again, this is a consequence. Chances are they're going to violate it again. When that third time comes, this is the boundary. We talked about it. This is the consequence I announced. So now you violated the boundary the third time. There are no more opportunities. If that boundary it's violated again, done, off with your head. <laughs> but well, so because then you're giving people the opportunity, you're stating your expectation, you're letting them know what you expect, you're letting them know what happens if they don't uh, honor that expectation. You have to enact the consequence. You must. Um, otherwise, like you said, it's not, it's just the recommendation or a suggestion. Yeah, it really is. Do men settle for women? You know what? <laughs> Let me say this. See, now you're about to get me in trouble because I'm about to say I'm about to be real with you. Hey, please be real. Not in the same way. OK. I don't believe in the same way. Tell me more. Ah, you about to get me in trouble. OK, here's the thing. I believe when women. I believe that there are a pocket of women. I'm not going to put a percentage that believe they're settling but they really not. You are getting what you can get at this point. You are. You're attracting what you're at you, the same thing that's vibrating where you are. You may think you're vibrating at 65 when you're really at 37.6. Now, <laughs> I believe men, I believe that there are men that are content with what they know they can get at this moment. They don't view it necessarily as settling. Now, does that mean that they won't try to upgrade if their situations change? I don't know about that. But at the in the moment, I don't think they view it as I could do better. And I don't think in their head. And let me tell you why. I think for men, love and loyalty are so tied together. Like when I say I love you, I'm loyal to you, which is amazing because some men be cheating and still think they loyal. But just follow me. The loyalty is I'm going to be here for you. I'm invested and being a pair. And it's so do I believe men settle? Meaning that do they get with women with whom they feel like if they looked a little bit harder, they could find quote unquote better? Yes. But they're not haunted or spelled or overly imposed impulsive about focusing on them the settling part. It's okay, I'm content here. Like I'm done looking. I don't want to. I don't want to date, yo. It sucks. Like I'm 34. I don't want to go dating no more. I am happy where I am. Okay, I am happy where I am. Now, here's the fundamental part, though, about this discussion. They don't feel like they settle at the same rate because I don't feel like men view the dating pool of women the same way women view the dating pool of men. I had mentioned it before. I don't think as a man, even before. I've gotten a little cloud or whatever the case may be. When I was working a regular job, I was a nurse. I didn't think that there was a lack of quality women in my small town. I'm from Dayton, Ohio. Everywhere I looked, there was a quality woman for what I was looking for because I didn't have to look at how much finances they had. I looked at, were they a good person? How did they make me feel? Did I laugh around them? Were they supportive? Because she believed in my dream. The metrics I define a good woman as isn't the same as what women define or has the metrics they use for men. Women are more selective. So of course they're going to feel like they're settling a little bit more. <laughs> wait a minute, wait a minute. That is goal right there. We should be able to get two shows out of that. That was the ace of broken hearts, ace metaphor, keeping it real for real. Ace is hysterically funny, totally animated, and his point of view is more often than not on point. He is raw. He is real. He has a kind of ancient wisdom and perspective to many of the current problems and issues encountered in our relationships. But the special sauce for me 
is that this is a man, a young man, who is talking to women, spilling the tea about what men do, how they do it, and why they do it. Ace is very clear that men do what they do because we as women do what we do. We allow it, we accommodate it, we tolerate it, and it hurts us. Now that conversation was so deep and so nice, I say we do it twice. We'll be back next week with part two of my interview with Ace Metaphor. See you there. In the meantime, stay in peace, not in pieces. Bye. The R Spot is a production of Shondaland Audio in partnership with iHeartRadio. For more podcasts from Shondaland Audio, visit the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to your favorite shows. Whether you're a savvy spender maximizing your savings with cashback rewards, a thrifty rate watcher seeking the lowest interest, or a travel enthusiast looking for extraordinary perks, Kemba Financial Credit Union has a visa to complement your lifestyle and unique needs. Apply today at Kemba.org to unlock a limited-time 2% cash back on purchases. And pay 0% interest on balance transfers for an entire year with a new visa from Kemba. You deserve a card that works for you. Restrictions apply. Offer ends June 30th, 2024. Become a part of the fast-growing health and wellness industry with an education from Trinity School of Natural Health. Trinity graduates can empower their communities through natural health principles and techniques, whether they go into practice to guide others toward their wellness goals or open a store to sell their favorite health products. Trinity grads are equipped to change lives. With 19 online programs and flexibility to fit your busy schedule, including the popular Certified Natural Health Professional, you can get the training that helps you turn your passion into a career And here's the best part. You can earn the certification in less than a year. From herbology to naturopathy and health coaching, Trinity allows you to make a meaningful difference by helping others live healthier, happier lives. Don't wait any longer to pursue your passion for natural health. Enroll today at trinityschool.org. That's trinityschool.org. We are the voice of NASCAR. The green flag is in the air, and we are underway. The great American race. The Motor Racing Network. NASCAR Cup, Xfinity, and Craftsman Truck Series Racing. Live on your hometown radio station and MRN or NASCAR.com. Martinsville, Talladega, the Chicago Street Course. We have the side-by-side action, and last lap passes for the win. Photo finishes. Ryan Blaney will win. The voice of NASCAR, the Motor Racing Network work.